and welcome back to This Irish Life Podcast number 10. So welcome back. Welcome back, Johnny. Welcome back, Doug. Our shoes, sure it doesn't matter. <laughs> you never know uh, yeah. which way to start. Anyway, what's going on? How are you getting on? All is good now. All is good. So <laughs> what you are you uh, what are you gonna what do you have to, for us there today in the old intro today? Today we are gonna talk about things the Halloween special. Oh yes. We uh we're keeping a Halloween y man. It's a special two part. Two oh, parter. Yeah. We said we do we're gonna do one hour part one, one hour part two. Oh yes. We're going to cover some Halloween-related topics. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about Halloween, the origins and history of Halloween. Uh, we're going to delve into where Halloween came from and how it's changed. Um, and wow. it's just can't wait for this. Diff- different approaches on, um, what's going on on Halloween across the ages. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Then we're going to have a bollocks alert. Oh. It's going to be a tasty bollocks alert. Nice. Too tasty. Ooh. There's a clue in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just came up with that one there. Nice. Connor's uh, gonna look that. Yeah, brilliant. So freestyler. Got, freestyler. Uh, we, so we got a bollocks alert. Then after bollocks alert, we are part two. Then we're going to part two. Then um, which is part two is going to be about ghost stories. Genuine ghost stories Genuine as well. Genuine ghost stories. Yeah. Encounters with the other world, because Halloween is all about the other world. And yeah, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So that's going to be a nice add-on, and we're going to talk about a couple of experiences, yeah, a couple we've, of ancient We've ghost genuine stories. stories from people. They're printed off. We can read out as well. So Yeah. So um, then we're going to have a hot oh. topic. Oh, yeah. Hot topic. Hot topic. Oh, did I miss something out there in no. the first part? I think you're kicking ass there, man, yeah. to be honest. So then, then we're going to move on to the hot topic. The most unlikely of hot topic, if, it, if people thought last week was an unlikely hot topic in Dandelions, oh, yes. this week is even more unlikely. Yes. But, you know, some people would know, but a very interesting one. Uh, so that's going to be part two. Uh, nice. t- towards the uh Towards the middle end to part two. Lovely. Um, and um, so then we are, we, we're, are we wrapping it up with anything? Was there something else? Wild card uh, of some sort? Oh, there's a couple of wild cards in there, but I'd say you're going to have to wait and uh, wait yeah, and see for them. They're dotted you know? around the place. So you know what they, you know what that's related to. Sure, that's going to be the music and uh, the cover versions we we're, we're going to get behind. Yes. But yeah. uh, we'll talk about that anyway in the wild card section, number uh, part two. Right. Right. Moving on. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh, moving on. Okay. We're going to get started on. This, this talk what I she discovered did. about yes. Halloween Good man. and uh, where it came from, the origins of it, and the um, the, the myth and legend of it as well. Mm. I suppose. Yeah. Um, so what I found was Halloween is um, it's a it's a it's a festival that is linked to. Ireland, England, um, Northern France, all the area where traditionally the Celts. Scotland. Scotland, Wales. Wales nice. Yeah. All, all those countries, um, particularly Ireland, particularly Ireland. Yes, yes. Because Ireland was one of the last places and the only places where the Roman Catholic Church and all of the, um, all of the conquering empires, they never reached Ireland. So it very much as a tradition carried on for a long period in Ireland because it was mm. a remote location. 
Um, <clears throat> so cultures so, changed all the way up as far as the UK, let's say, and Ireland, it didn't. It just stayed longer, I yes, think, and it yes. was more embedded. And the old traditions of it, I think they survived much better, like from Irish traditions than they did from the English or the the like the French traditions. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. But, but basically what you're talking about is the Celts and the, before the Celts. Celts and before the Celts. So the, the original so the original idea of Halloween, it was that it was celebrated at a part of the year where the end or winter was beginning. And that was the whole, that was the reason why Halloween existed. Mm. And it was a period of the year like when spring is beginning, like when uh, autumn is beginning and like when the summer is beginning, the old festivals, you've got Beltane, Lunasa. The four seasons. The four seasons, yeah. Sorry, the four days of the year that they celebrated. The four big major days where the seasons changed, Beltane, Lunasa, Imbolc. Do you remember my picture that I drew for us? They're all on that, aren't they? And you got, sorry. And Sowen, which is the one I'm forgetting. Sowen is is the main one. Sowen is the Halloween that's when Halloween happened. Which is it the was... eve of the 1st of November, which is the beginning of. So it's... the two realms, there was a thinner line between the two. And... So I'll tell you there, I know the way, the way it was. Is that the... Go for it. It was during these periods of the year, they said that the, the realm of the living and the realm of the dead or the other world or the underworld, which you would call it, that they are close so usually they don't interact so the dead don't interact so much with the living and they can't wander around as freely as they would be able to during these periods of the year of which Mm. there are four times a year the two strongest being the sound festival which is halloween the eve of november 1st and the um february 2nd february 2nd is the other one the the Imbolc, which is the coming of spring. Mm. So spring is very much associated with happy mm, yes, and yes. growth and um, rejoicing mm. for the new, you know, the, the harvest. And mm. sown is a bit darker because the winter is coming mm. and there is, um, it's just a, a darker time of the year. Just, yeah, I just wanted to say the darker time of the year thing yeah, I came across a lot of stuff to back that up because it would be also be looked at like a time when starvation would be very possible. Crops would go off, they wouldn't be able to grow anymore, or crops would be gone, they wouldn't be able to grow anymore. So it was more fear for their life, not only from the dark ages or the dark day of Halloween night, but also that they're going into a dark period of the year where it was all dark, not just that time, mm. not just that day. Yeah, you know, going into a dark period where throughout the winter you'd be lucky to survive. You might have lost a brother or lost a a mother or something along the way. You know. Yeah, it was a time in different that seasons to be feared. Most certainly, it was a time mm. to be feared, and I think that's why the the kind of fearfulness. I don't know. Maybe it's the energy that's created at the time of something like that. But know? I was I what I kind of looked into was the kind of Celtic stuff and the, like the early Celts, which is like two thousand six hundred years. You're talking early, early Ireland, like they're saying was like northern France. But it, to be honest, it looks like it was Ireland just as as old. And I think that you, I didn't realize you went actually before that again. Mm, so yeah. would you mind just like going really into that there? Because I found that I didn't realize there was even mm. you know. I will. 
Um, so it was mad. So the way it came to like the the reason it goes back so far is because of the the like natural cycles. Well, I think I mean it's going back at least beyond I think like two and a half thousand, which is the Celts. So possibly like three thousand, so five thousand, maybe. Back, like in my mind, I never really know because it looks like. From what people have researched, it looks like there was a massive change or a catastrophe about 10,000 years ago and another one about 30,000 years ago. Yes. And for those reasons, you don't really know where the celebrations came from. And mm. But I would definitely say that we're talking probably in the period of, you know, 10,000 years ago. It could be back as far as 10,000 years ago, or it might not be. It might be. It might be much closer. You know, you just... You just can't tell. You just can't put But you know, it's it. a long time ago. It's a long time and ago. it's probably the beginning of a civilization and before whether, the Celts, probably. Oh, definitely. But whether it was right or wrong is not necessarily... Um, it doesn't really matter mm. whether the festival was... Uh, like, I'd always distinguish, especially with these festivals when there's worship of gods and goddesses, I would always... I would always ask the question of, you know, is it a, is it a, a type of, a type of um, spiritual practice before the change from the goddess type of religion mm. uh, and the mother worship that we talked before or after that. That's the, the period, but who knows when that was, you know, so that's why I would so be... pre-Celtic. <clears throat> So oh, much pre pre Celtic, definitely to the tune of a thousand plus years, possibly two a day Danum. You were two saying? a day Danon, yeah, like a is that early, early? So the two a day Danon are actually the gods who are worshipped, or the rem the the descendants of the two a day Danon are the gods that are worshipped at Halloween, and the gods that are worshipped at these four periods of the year. Mm. So Lug is for Lunasa, uh, Bridget is for. Um, the February, the Imbolc, um, Saun is, it's like the crone, the, um, the the old woman, which I'm going to get into in a minute. Mm. I don't know who the woman is. Who's the crone? Who was she? Did I write that down? Oh, yes, you've got the, um, yeah, the, the Marigna, one of the sisters, Bab and Maeve. So there's a couple of different gods that are worshipped. So I would definitely say that Halloween ancient comeback in a really roundabout way I would ask in the, the time frame it's probably could be 5,000 years I would say at least Jeez. you know um, and the Catholic Church did jump on it we'll get to that later yeah they, did. they jumped on it but it goes back as well into um, so the fact that it was the first day of winter it goes it was the Celtic New Year is what it was Okay. You know, um, so as part of the Celtic New Year, that's when the celebrations would begin and the, the new period would start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you getting that? Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about there. Honest <laughs> <laughs> to God. Um, I went totally, totally off track. Well, what you were on about was the. Where did I the, go from? It's before the Kells, the old yeah. Tudor you know the, old... the time is after Tromi Olaf. That's what it is. Yeah, well, don't worry about the time. Forget about the time. I so, it is the. Explain the goddess um, mirrored from another goddess, from another goddess. You explained about it's almost like you're worshipping one, but you're actually worshipping the other. Didn't you the say triple that? goddess. Yes. Yeah, well, the. 
the whole idea of the triple goddess is actually the the basis of Halloween itself. Nice. So as you move into winter, the crone, as I said, becomes the goddess of worship. So the crone is part of a triple goddess. Nice. So you have the maiden, then you have the the second one is the the, one, the mother. So the mothering type of figure and the third one is the crone. So mm. the old wise lady. Okay. And the crone was seen as the overseer of the underworld. Okay. And in Irish, which I was saying to you a minute ago. Yeah. The crone is represented by the word Kyloch. And Kyloch means witch in Irish. Oh. So the Kyloch was the ruler of winter and the ruler of the underworld. So okay. the witch was that old. Yes. So whenever, so this, the worship of this crone figure has been going back <coughs> to the time of the gods that we would have spoken of in previous mm. podcasts. So those mythological figures like um, Isis in Egypt, Ishtar in Samaria. Yes, all the female um, goddesses. You've got Bridget in Ireland. You've got um, Dagda and Nuada. Of the so Bridget was Dalman. almost held on to from the Celts to the Catholic religion. They switched over her. Well, Bridget was actually an ancient Irish goddess. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the Celts, the Catholic religion took it almost as a saint. Oh, they, oh, they just made her a saint because the, of the worship. Yeah, nice. And, and she was just, she was another goddess. Um, that would fall into the categories that we're talking about. Sorry, I totally sidetracked you there. Yeah, you have to try. <laughs> no, but you're on the you're on the right track. Basically, you're on about the what you're saying yes, is you've, that you've got the three you've got the three um, different faces of the goddess. Then, so with the crone being the one, with the witch over over the ruler of winter, and then the ruler of spring would become the maiden. You know. Okay. And then the ruler of the next season. So the three sisters. The three sisters. Yeah, the three, nice. so the three sisters are the triple goddess. They're actually, they're almost not sisters, but they're so the same They're thing. almost the same, but different. You know, it's kind of one of those weird ones. Um, yeah. They're actually represented by a band um, who are very famous in Irish history, and I came across them. I came across them long before I'd even looked into this, this uh, the research for the podcast. But the Namorigna, so the mm. Morrigan, is what it was called and it was the triple goddess that was represented by the crow and the Marigna was apparently the mother of Bridget oh. by what's his name of the two day Danon the Dagda of the oh. two day Danon so the two day Danon were the ancient Irish gods yes and the Dagda had a child with one of the triple goddesses, Namorigna, called Jesus. Bridget. And Bridget was the, became the Irish goddess of the spring, but oh, also gosh. reversedly. Now, Marigna, you could consider the more underworld deity. So Bridget is the same as the crone, mm. but different, you know? It's just yes. a different, it's almost the, the is same. Is it like a yin and yang? Kind of a yin and yang, but there's another, there's the third one in there as well. But that's actually where Halloween, that's actually the, what the worship is. So the crone, that's who the crone is. That's fucking mad. You know, uh, and she's related to the crow, the, the crow of the, um, yeah, the crow. The sign of the, the crow. 
the sign of the crow and with crows so she'd be seen with crows on her oh yes um it's interesting they would command the crows and they have like characteristics of the crows like if you go into an animal totems and things mm. like that um but they are considered the, the <coughs> witches and this is where the halloween idea comes from so that at halloween the ruler of winter takes over and this is the period where she begins taking over. So on the evening, because they count it from the evening of when the sun goes down, yes. is when the new day begins. Yes. So that means the that following night. night. So anything after the sun goes down at five o'clock is the Ooh. new year. So that night is when the ruler of the underworld, the ruler of winter, Kylock, the triple goddess, yes. the crone of the triple goddess, Mad. takes over and begins her reign. That is unreal. Man. And when this happened, the veils were released between the underworld or the other world and this world and allowed out by the mother goddess. Mad. And she was Spirits overseeing. Spirits would roam then. Spirits would roam and she would oversee this. Um, but she wasn't necessarily evil, mm. but she wasn't necessarily benevolent either. She was likely, and this is the super cool part of it, you know, she was likely one of the goddesses that it would be across the other religions like Isis mm. or Ishtar. Yes. Uh, one of these, uh, Hectate, is one from Greece. Um, so there's a variety of characters who she likely is, and they talk in the in ancient texts of, of Samaria and in the Egyptian texts. They talk about the, the trip of the, I suppose, the goddess generally would be Let's say, for example, it would be Iana mm. in the Sumerian. Yes. And she took a trip to the underworld and she became ruler of the underworld when she went there. And there's a similar story in Greece where Persephone goes to the underworld Not and she's tricked to, che, to stay and then she becomes ruler of the underworld and she's only let out at springtime and that's the change from winter to spring. Nice. But potentially... I mean, if you throw all the ancient texts together, it is the worship of the the goddess of the underworld or the queen of the underworld. That it is her festival, is what it is. Wow! And that is not to be confused with the ancient goddess worship of Mother Earth and Mother Gaia and mm. the spirit and the oneness. So this is this is a worship that began after the change from the golden times. Yes. So this is not mother goddess worship. This is the lunatic. The mother earth goddess stuff was after all this. Bef was before it. Oh, sorry. Okay. So like we're going back 5,000 years, like mother yeah. goddess would be, let's say 5,000 years plus back yeah. again. So, so one was, one was hidden by the other. Yeah. One was old world and almost last world. Yeah. Um, Who was a good goddess. She was a good goddess. She was the bosom of the people goddess but that was potentially back even before the giants and before the original fall and the radiation right. and so who really knows how far back it went and whether even any of us is you know the story could be completely different again yes you know who, yes. who really knows but um, um the mother goddess is definitely before it um and she can be compared with a variety of different um goddesses across the world um, well, this was a the, the hag. That's another name. Yeah, this goddess yeah. who was worshipped, the goddess, the crone goddess, the hag. Uh, the hag. So that's where hag comes from, like witch as well. 
Um, she was associated with the moon as well. Mm. So any gods, the trick is, if you're ever looking at ancient history, if you're trying to match up which god relates to each other in the um, in the in the parallel text, so the Irish story might be similar to the Egyptian, might be similar to the Sumerian. So look for the character who's the moon god with the thunder power and the rash temper mm. and had this child. And then you can kind of build the picture of who the parallel goddesses are yes. across. So that's why I'd say like the moon goddess can be related to the likes of an Isis or Selene in Greek or Lilith in the Bible. So they're all, uh, there's all signs of them in different all, things. Like, they yeah. all have similar characteristics. So they're all described as different names in different cultures, but with the same characteristics. Mm. Um, but the really interesting one there that I really forgot to mention was Lilith. And Lilith is the original sibling of Adam. So you know Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah. Lilith came before Eve. So when God made, the story goes, that when God made Adam, is that he put him in the Garden of Eve and he made him a companion. And the companion was Lilith. From his rib? No. 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 Eve was made from his rib. Yes. There was another person made before that most people don't know about. But it's actually in the Bible. It's ridiculous. I love it. But Lilith is this woman, mm. okay? And Lilith, well, the story goes that Adam was too sexually promiscuous for her. He just wanted to ride her all the time. And she was having none of it. And this is how the story goes. Right. Um, so she decided that she was leaving Eden and she was going out on her own. And she went off to some river where she seduced a load of men and she became this ravenous sexual beast. Um, her symbol is the owl. And she's associated Jeez. with the moon. Yeah, this is this is in the Bible, and know. she was she is like the the demoness who you know the succubus, stories of the succubus who seduces men in their sleep. Oh yes, yeah. I heard so, of that. Yeah. So this is where the myths and the the tales of the succubus come from, but she is that. Um, she's like a, she's like, all of female characteristics gone to the extreme of badness. So, she would be. A potential witch, like a, a witch, but on the very much a bad side, very much in the crone mm. type of. Well, do you know what? I couldn't even say crone because crone can also have good features. But Lilith was a lunatic, mm. and potentially Lilith is. Um, she played a much bigger role, I think, in history than most people give her credit for. And uh, oh, you know, dark like. Um, yeah, but this is her holiday, I think. You know, wow. she as the queen of the underworld, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe the queen of the underworld is trapped there. Maybe she's rampaging around up there. Who knows? <laughs> maybe it's not even real at all. Who maybe knows? none yeah. of it's real. So, you know, it's just know? evidence that we've come across. It looks like yeah. it possibly is real. The, pi- um, the pictures, the picture is painted from the information. So, you know, it is what it is. But that's where the Halloween story comes mm. from that I found. Um, yeah. I, I, um. I was going to say there, um, yeah. which kind of coincides with what everything you're saying. I came from a totally different angle then, obviously. Um, yeah, I came from a different angle, obviously, which well, was the Celts. What did you do? Tell, tell me what you learned. So I went back. I'll finish mine off in a second then. Oh, sorry. No, I, you're grand. No, Carry one on. second. No, actually, I, my, my one doesn't fit till yours is finished. Well, sorry. I finished because I... Yeah. There was I thought little... you were finished. No. There was a, there's another part bad. Sorry, that I never man. left. And I was I was going to say it before the witch, because I was thinking maybe I should say it before it, but you know what? The fairies and... 
the, it's about the fairies so from the other world so nice. like the whole idea is that the other world is close and that the fairies and the banshees and the pukas um leprechauns were types of fairies mm. and that they come from the other world and they leprechauns start right. to be mischievous in this world on the night on the night this is, where, this is where they can have a bit of fun so what people used to do is that they used to dress up in order to to hide to hide from, from the spirits the spirits so that the spirits would mm. notice them and they'd leave treats at their doors they'd so the spirits would walk on they'd have some treats they'd walk on yeah i've a lot of that in that yeah. as well yeah i won't go too much into that and um, one other thing was that they uh, and i'll talk about the fairies and the banshees and the puka maybe in the next one yes about you know about the stories about them and what they used to do a uh, little bit mischievous and uh, but these guys when they were released they they had their fun and people needed to keep them away because they were a bit of a pest at yeah. this time of year. Yes. So they would light bonfires to ward them off and that's mm. the bonfire tradition. We don't have it in Cork so much, but all over Ireland, bonfires are very common. Far Halloween, yeah, yeah. Do you know, big time. I think the fire brigade just put a stop to it. I'd say it was always happening. You reckon, so. yeah. yeah? I'd say so, yeah. Because just a couldn't two, night. You couldn't have two bonnet nights, you know. Yeah, crazy. Um, but and the final thing that I came across was that because the because the um, because the worlds were close, mm. the it was a perfect time for divination or casting spells and incantations. Ooh. Okay, and that's where the idea of casting spells came from and witches casting Ooh. spells um, at Halloween time. Yes. Um, so you would cast spells, and spells could be putting curses on people. Spells could also be good things. I wanna, I want to, I wanna be super wealthy and have the best. Yeah the best witch job in the whole world. But other people used to do it. They used to gather, they used to celebrate yeah. at this period. They used to give positivity out and they used to put their hopes Think about their loved ones who they lost. Exactly. But also projecting, projecting into the future their hopes and dreams as well. Yes. Because it was a time where you could use the magic between the worlds. And yeah, the, of course. The um, it, the magic was stronger and bring drawing the energy. So if you think law of attraction type of thing, you would be saying you law of attraction is stronger. Harvest, you'd be wishing for good harvest. You'd be wishing yes. for yes, those healthy, types of things. Healthy winter. Yes, all that type. Of, yes, all the, all those um, all those areas. So so I mean that was the I mean that was the majority of it. So I mean, someone up my one just before we put a bit of context into yours, that my one base is, is basically that the oldest the oldest story of halloween that i could find was that it's related to the changing of the season into winter and their change where a new ruler becomes you know watches over the realm mm -hmm. and that ruler is the kyloch in irish or the crone um, or the ruler of the underworld, whoever that may be in ancient history yes. texts, whether it's yes. Egypt, Samaria. And that is where the original worship goes back to. And, the fa and during that period, as it is also with periods of moving from winter to spring, you know, when yeah. we move from winter to spring, it's a different type of goddess in charge. So the energy is different and she doesn't leave the spirits into this world, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's that... At that time, people 
were aware that the spirit world was close or the other world was close and they dressed up to hide themselves from the spirits. They mm. lit bonfires to protect themselves. They left food out. Nice. Uh, which you're going to talk about. And um, then that came up and they used to do incantations and spells looking for good fortune into the future. And that was the original Halloween. That's the way it would go. Nice. Um, so look, felt away there. And so basically mine totally coincides on. with what you said. But what mine is, is actually the Celts believed what you were on about. These goddesses were their god. Mm. So they would like live their life among the beliefs of the goddesses. So the, it was all about like you'd give sacrifice at this time of year. So like with all your crop and all your harvest that you have put away which says beans or corn or whatever, anything that they would have been harvesting, they would like actually give some of that to the ground. They would burn it. They would kill animals. They would, like, you know, sacrifice animals. They would also burn the animals. But it was all literally to give back. They were hoping that they'd be, you know, given a good harvest next time you're around or whatever. Giving the animals to the gods. Yeah, as a sacrifice, yeah, to the gods, yeah. To, to, to the goddess, goddess, I think. The chief, yeah. the chief goddess, yeah, or goddesses. I don't know what way they looked at it, but it was the Celts anyway. It was what they believed. They go back 2,500 years, 2,600 years, Old Ireland. This is after what you're on about. Mm-hmm. So this is all they had. They had the remnants of this. So they had, they had whatever was left over this. Um, they Obviously, they know, knew the festival of Samhain. They called it that. They believed in the four seasons. Four days, the um, four days of the year, the, the the it was a Gaelic culture, the language Gaelic, like the Irish language, still today, two thousand five hundred, years later, they say hurling is three thousand years, so you may as well just say it's three thousand years. The Celts, hurling is definitely three thousand. If Cúcolum was playing hurling, mm-hmm. man, that's older than that, ten thousand years. So the Celts are way older, so. The Celts are way older than what I'm saying. The Celts could very well merge into another. This culture that I just spoke about as well. It could all be one, but the Celts were the later stage of it. Yes, yes, possibly. That might make sense to the Europeans being the beginning of the Celts. And maybe the Irish, what you're saying there, might have been the beginning of Ireland. Potentially Mm. the world. Yeah, you have these types of stories, I think, in um, Scandinavia as well. Oh, nice. So it's a Northern Europe type of... You're right, the Vikings are kind of coinciding with a lot of the crow stuff you're on about there. But uh, basically, man, you explained a lot of the whole, you know, the explanation of Halloween there. There's no need for me to say that. But the coolest thing I thought about it all was the fact that families would leave the food out in the doorways and they'd be like, you know, it'd be fruit, it'd be wine, it'd be food. And they'd want the spirits to pass on because they couldn't trust the spirits because there'd be trickery in the spirits that would pass true pass on you might you know you might think it's a loved one but it's not you know don't you wouldn't you wouldn't try to interact with anyone you didn't know on this night especially if you were a Celt so if you were out and about if you had to go out which was very common you might have to go out and milk the cow or you might have to whatever mm. you would have to dress up you'd have to wear a costume like a crow, scarecrow or something like you know maybe like half a cow You'd have a big sheepskin or a cowskin on you and you'd be out and you'd be like trying to milk the other cow doing this. Afraid of your life if you've seen anyone or anything because it's probably not real. This is what they believe. So they're like out there afraid to look at anything just in case it was spirits. And with that, they, by dressing up, they also honoured 
to spirits, but it also protected them to avoid from the bad spirits. Because the bad spirits wouldn't take any notice. They'd blend in. They were so out of context, the way that they were dressed up. Mm. So uh, they truly believed this as well. I wonder would the realms a bit different back then than they are now, you know? Maybe they are now, we just don't see stuff. I, I, I'd say it's highly likely that mm. it was different back then and there was probably more instances of it. They mm. probably weren't roaming around, but, but we can't see them. Yeah, but um, possibly the dimensions. Yeah. But uh, the other thing then was obviously that the Catholic Church changed it in the 8th century and they kind of made, you know, they, they kind of went along with the whole All Saints Day, All Souls Day, Hallow's Eve, Hallow meant Saint, Saints Eve, so the Eve of All Saints Day is the 31st, so they, they got in there. <laughs> so, like, you know, fair play to they them. Got they got well in there. And when they got in there then as well, it, it, it amped up even more so. When when the Irish hit America over the years, way later on after the 8th century, obviously, but you know the Irish brought over the Catholic version of Halloween, and mm-hmm. old America didn't want to know about it, you know, because there was a lot of English influence and in Protestant, mm. which was totally against it actually. Was it? Yeah, I didn't I didn't agree with it. I don't think it was more of a Catholic thing, an angle. I'd say it was more of a they didn't acknowledge sales tactic. Well, I suppose the Irish weren't giving it up either. Yeah, oh no way. They, like, remember you were saying that Ireland was the last place mm. and where it was untouched, like Roman Empire. Yeah, no one came here actually, yeah. So, right. The Romans, they thought it was just rain, with the, rain um, land. Just how unique the makeup is of mm. the Irish. We used to chop up uh, turnips. Imagine how hard it was to cut up a turnip. Jesus, you'd want a drill or something. Chop up a turnip <laughs> with, a, 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 like, a face you'd see on a pumpkin. And they were called jack lanterns. Mad. And the jack lantern would be at your doorway, and that would this is Celts as well. They would scare away the spirits not to come into your house. So you'd have the food, the drink, the, the fruit, the wine, whatever, and the jack lantern, so the spirit would move on. And they they truly feared this. And then when they had sacrifices as well on this night, the Celts. The lunatics had all these high priests who were like telling them what to do. And the high priests had like stories about them that they could create mist and disappear and all this crazy stuff. Or kind of put them above normal people. So the Celts and the chieftains would have the priests almost run the ceremonies. Have you ever seen any of the Viking stuff? Similar enough stuff, but this is well before any of the Viking stuff. But uh, they would make sacrifices of animals, food and people. So these priests were lunatics. They'd come, oh, oh, two of them over there. They'd just come up with something on the spot. Crazy shit. Celts. The Celts priests. The priests priests. of the... They were like the hierarchy of the... There seemed to be priests through everything. Oh, man. Lunatics. Well, sure, look, that was rife. Oh, the Egyptian... The Egyptian period. Yeah, it's important it was pretty, to acknowledge it yeah, as well. Though. It was, it was oh. pretty, it was pretty common in ancient times. All these sacrifices. They believed that you give, you give back what you've getting, what you've got. So if you've got a, you know, I don't know. It was, it's a crazy way of looking at it things. Was, but it was really... sacrifice to the to the gods. That's what it was every, yeah. every time, and it was always the, the male, which is interesting. But I think that um, for those types of sects, I think sacrifice was a, a the time of year. Of Halloween was a big energetic time for mm-hmm. sacrifice and mm-hmm. sending 
energy to their chosen god whoever it would be yes so um but then again energy is always both positive and negative so it's neutral it can yeah. be manipulated in whatever way you want so whether yes. people are they, using they're it looking they're looking at it as a positive way because it's going to help the next year of the tribe and the children being born and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff that's the way they're thinking obviously they weren't total savages there was some way there was there was a thought behind all of this stuff mm -hmm. but they they also believed that the souls would go like back and forth on this night in and out of the realm that's been thinned out, like you said a while ago, which makes a lot of sense. Um, I thought that was class because uh, obviously going through a small paper here, you can hear it. But uh, yeah, I thought that was class. And the, sa the salmon, right, the, 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 the Celts, there's, there's been evidence found of the Celts' tombs that look exactly like the Egyptian tombs, full of gold. All like really, really well done calligraphy on the walls, calligraphy done on gold. They reckon a lot of it was done with like little gold punches tapping. Like that's how it was done. Gold on gold. Right. So they reckon like the and there was pictures that go back to thousand five hundred years of circular wagon wheel chariots and Did it looked like they were super that? advanced. There was a large man. Found. Oh yeah, Didn't there was a you? giant found. There yeah. was a giant found. The, the old Celtic believes believed one of their giants, one of the lasting giants after the, the giants. But his grave, they have, they reckon, in mid Europe, which would be northern France, uh, all the way through Germany, all the way through to Austria. This straight line is actually um, is actually where the Celts were in Europe, and there's a there's a. There's a body of a giant there, so um, there. That's a big mound. They did a bit of cool kind of documentary on it, but um, the Greeks then I found super interesting. The Greeks loved the Celts. They actually honoured the Celts. So the Greeks looked at the Celts as great barbarian races. That, that we were just badass. We didn't give a fuck. Excuse my French. We were war very warrior-like. Mm. Fair hair. It could have brown hair. It could have foxy hair. It could have blonde hair. It could have black hair. But the thing was that we were multicultural, diverse. We stood out. We were muscular. We were battle-ready. The women as well, not just the men. Uh, and if you think I'm saying this right now, the funniest thing about it is we're all Irish. Work health. Our, our bloodline hasn't changed at all. Mm. Which is nuts. You're the purest of, as in, in terms of. Did yeah. you find something I'm going to say this in the second podcast, but I'll say it yeah. now as well. I um, wasn't sure whether we were saying it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say it now as well. The Irish and Scottish bloodline. There's there's a type of blood. It's like zero zero negative or some weird. Very very rare in the world anyway. So it's only in Scotland and Ireland this blood this blood type, and it coincides with people who are psychic. <laughs> How nuts is that? That is I suppose that's fact, like. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So, um, but I love the fact that the Greeks love the Celts, and uh, I think that Irish love knowing that we're Celts as well. We are total Celtic, and it, it unites Europe as well. It that does. means everyone's Celt. Yeah. Doesn't matter what race you are. Probably oh. Chinese or part Celt. We're all mixed up there, like you yeah. know. But uh, I'm sure the Celts got to the Mongols somehow. Mongols got to the Celts. Could we do right. that? It's a long distance. Maybe when they were giant, when they're 900 metres tall. Go for a little walk. Yeah, go for a walk over to Russia. Uh, do you know what was cool about the Celts? 
they were the earliest, earliest of earliest that we can find in, in the uh, Iron Age, which is after the Bronze Age when they started making swords and all that. They got big into salt mining. They started figuring out about salt and the powers of it that it would preserve meat from rotting. Mm. And back to food again, magnesium, bicarbonate, potassium, chloride, all of those essential minerals that you need to preserve your body so you don't get sick like we're talking about they also use that to preserve meat from rotting makes total sense think about yeah. it and salt was a commodity they'd go cave mining deep down into the earth they'd find loads of it they'd be banging away the Celts had like old tools they found old rucksacks and stuff mad very mad but um well, back back to Halloween as well. Sorry, my my apologies. Totally. Uh, you love the Celts. Yeah, but basically the Celts were all about the Halloween. Halloween. Fraser life for the whole thing. They didn't want. They actually, the whole time of year, they, they would be happy because they're thinking about the long, the dead ones who've gone that year and other people who've gone before them. But also, they'd be very scared. They'd be. They wouldn't want to. They wouldn't be out in the boat celebrating anyway. They'd be all in telling stories and it'd be a night everyone would be in anyway, I'll tell you that much. You wouldn't be out wandering the streets back in the Celtic days, Halloween night. No, God only knows what it was like. It must have been a scary time. Yeah, and plus you got, not only that, you got, potentially you might be sacrificed or God <laughs> knows what the fucking the laws were back then, you, you know? You be picked up, yeah, you got to watch out for Missing the You'd be chopped off your hand there for robbing something or whatever. But uh, yeah, but the Halloween with the Celts and and the, your shape on that is amazing. I think the the scariest stuff about Halloween is like encounters with potential ghost stories and mm. real stuff that we we could all associate with. Probably that dimensional change that happens. Yeah. On that night, or maybe around that time, or whatever. And obviously, we're going to get to that. But like with the two of them, you have to give reference to the way Halloween is now, and it's all more or less. Excuse me, my French is like bullshit. Know the way it's done with the the media and the way it's billion billion dollar industry every year, one day. So um, with that as well. But we'll uh, wrap up before we do anyway. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a second part to this ghost stories. Indeed, yeah. So don't be, we're not we're not exactly steering away from it too much. Yeah. But are we uh, looking on the time there? We're gonna we're gonna be good. Yes, we are. This time. Did you get through all your good stuff there? I did. We're gonna have to get a. To be honest, man. We I, know I what's did. coming next. I did, man. You know what's coming we next. You know what's yes, coming next. I got through everything there. I'm super happy with all that. Halloween. There's only so much stuff to say on it. That's legit. Yeah. You've said it. There you go. That's Two where sides. it comes from. Yeah. What it is today, Ancient everyone knows. Festival. What it is today, everyone knows. So you know. Um, yeah. Today, the dressing up, the trick or treat, yeah. the lights—it's come a long way from. That's where trick or treat came from. Out. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to good to remember why Halloween is Halloween. It was an interesting. That, sorry, what it. you said there while ago, I meant to give reference in this part was the fairies were the reason why the trick or treat came about because they'd come in and do trickery. Yes, they would changelings. They would swap. They would swap your children. Yeah, would be ten fairies. Oh, sorry, be ten children who were actually fairies, and they would take your child away. Yeah, and apparently was... the children were treated well. Oh, okay. so the stories go. 
But that's the fairies telling the story. Well, once they're treated well, we don't mind. So. But they, they left the fairy with the with the parents, and the parents are raising a fairy baby that is actually they think is their own, but it's not. Jesus. So, yeah, crazy fairies, sneaky fairies. The um, I'll talk about the fairies in the next one where they came from and what people nice. say they are. I love it. But I think now it's uh, it's probably time. Like go for it. Bollocks alert! Bollocks alert! Bollocks alert! Bollocks alert is back. Amazing chat about Halloween. Bollocks alert. Bollocks, bollocks, bollocks. Go for is it. Monosodium glutamate. Oof. Also called MSG. MSG. And a variety of other names. You might also know them as E numbers. Yes. So Nasty E621, stuff. E622. Um, MSG is a bollocks alert for the reason that it's unacceptable to have in the food. There is alternatives. We don't need MSG in the food. Um, it's it's dangerous to the body. It causes problems. Um, there is scientific evidence to show that MSG is dangerous and is a load of bollocks, and that we should. And it's in everything. It's in so many. Products curry powder, McDonald's curry powder Mac- laced with that. Laced, like I'll tell you, it's in more than you think. Even the likes of the yeast extract, hydrolyzed yeast, what um, all these di- fermented yeast, all of these different um names mm. it goes under. Glutamate is another one that they can fake it. There's certain loopholes that allow them not to call it monosodium glutamate if yes. there is a threshold on the foods. But pretty much any processed foods that you buy, so anything that has been made, you know, like even, you know, if it doesn't have sugar in it or salt in it, it likely has monosodium glutamate in it or a derivative of monosodium glutamate. Which is MSG. Which is MSG. And what it is, it's a flavor enhancer. So it enhances the flavor of foods to make them so, or taste tastier. And Chinese food? Chinese food um, apparently has Bad lots of it in. It actually comes from Japan. So uh, Japan in 1908, some dude created it from seaweed. And then it was uh, the biggest MSG manufacturers in the world are in Japan. Yeah, would you believe that? Yeah, massive MSG Still. company. Yeah. Um, oh it was gosh. called, I think, UOE at the time, 1908. Um, legalized in America, I think, in the uh, the 1970s, I think it was 1973. But basically what it is, okay, so created in 1908 in Japan. Um, it is derived from amino acid. Yes. Same as aspartame. Oh, so um, they've done this thing with the So they've done pretty much the same thing, thing again, yeah. Oh, you no. can derive it other ways as well, but the most common one in the world is through the bacteria. That's how they mass manufacture monosodium glutamate. So what they do, they derive it from the amino acid or the neurotransmitter glutamate. And if anyone's listened to previous podcasts, they remember when we spoke about brain chemistry, glutamate is one of those positive Mm. neurotransmitters. Okay, so glutamate naturally is found in many foods, uh, fruits and vegetables, meats, um, all sorts. Glutamate is found in many places. And what they do is they derive synthetic form of glutamate is yes. basically what it is so it's monosodium glutamate. not even the real form no of glutamate it they change what they do is they they take amino acids they 
create the bacteria. Yes. Oh no, sorry, they create, take the bacteria, they ferment the bacteria, put it through the process. Yes. Pull the amino acid glutamate off it and aspartic acid, but they're not actually pulling amino acid glutamate off it. They say they're pulling glutamate, but what they're actually pulling is glutamic acid. Glutamic Ooh. acid. So L-glutamic acid and D-glutamic acid. Yes. So they're pulling that off it, which is a non-complete amino acid then, which means the body can't process it properly, and it sticks to the neurons in the brain. Instead Jeez. of functioning like normal glutamate, Yes. it causes that type of brain chemistry reaction. Monosodium glutamate is also highly addictive as well. Yes. Um, because of the brain chemistry of it, it gives you a bit of a hit. Um, so the, the monosodium glutamate itself is made of 78% glutamic acid, not to be confused with glutamate in its natural form. And it is 21% sodium and it's 1% contaminants. And this is the, this is the kind of the interesting part of the whole MSG argument because there's a lot of debate on does MSG cause problems and which part of it causes problems. Mm. There is no doubt that it causes problems. Yes. They've done research on rats, mice, apes, and also infants, children under the age of yes. two. And they have found negative effects. So in mice, they developed um, brain damage because the glutamic acid jumps onto the brain, damages the brain. Jesus. Um, the, the chimpanzees, same thing again. Lesions on the brain, they found with certain dosages. Um, and with infants, they did a test on some infants um, under the age of two. So I think they started at six months and <clears throat> they removed so the children or the children were having seizures oh, they removed geez. msg from the diet yes. all forms of it and the seizure stopped and then 18 months later they what was it was it 18 months 18 months later they reintroduced the uh, msg and the child had a seizure within three hours nasty fuckers okay? even doing it to kids yeah. so it's crazy it's and but it does seem is that what I will say about it is that it's like all of these um, slow burning poisons. The more you put in, the more it builds up, the more your sensitivity becomes to it. Mm. So you may be able to say, "Oh, I have monosodium glutamate all the time," or "I have it and it doesn't affect me. I don't get the side effects. I don't get." You, you, like they say that you get headaches, uh, nausea, dizziness, numbness, heart palpitations. Mm. Um, people will say that oh I don't get it so I'm not I'm not um, MSG doesn't affect me but if you put in enough MSG over time the um, the glutamic acid yes it builds up and you have too much glutamic acid and eventually you start to experience adverse reactions mm. to it so with all these poisons it's very much dependent on how much you put in I mean a bit of MSG a week changes every week like you know I mean, if you if you must, there's worse things you could be doing. You could be, you know, you could be doing a lot worse than ingesting a bit of MSG. But at the same time, it's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. It's lead, it's deadly you know, stuff. It, you could be doing a lot better as well. You know. You could be doing a lot better. <laughs> it's exactly. Dodgy, like. But and, uh, and um, yeah. So it comes actually a lot of the time from the bacteria can be GMO in a lot of cases. 
um, which oh, is no. which is so ridiculous. Like they're not even getting it from. Not, they're yeah. not even GMO getting bacteria. So they're GMA fermenting something from something that's not even real. Yeah. In the first place. Oh, exactly. Gosh, that makes um, it so confusing to even think about. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's um, so it, the reason it's it's classed as an excitotoxin, um, negatively damages the cells of the body and the brain. So there's all all of the nervous system it, it affects. Um, it's linked potentially to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease as well. Parkinson's disease. I'm just going to wrap a few of these off here. Nice. Um, the uh, I said about the studies. I mean, it's it's um, you know it's been proven to cause damage mm. in a variety of different scenarios and different dosages. Yeah. Um, the the one last thing I would say about it, just to stress, is that the the different names for MSG can make it very deceptive. So any anything that says any E number, you can consider an excitotoxin. Mm. MSG, monosodium glutamate, um, which are glutamate on its own sometimes. Yes. Uh, yeast extract, hydrolyzed yeast. I mean, if you wanted to know more, just Google the different names for it. But there's mm. a variety of names because there's a loophole that allows them oh. to to uh, only call it MSG pure if it has these full proportions of MSG. Um, Fickers. And just as a last thing, not to be confused with natural glutamate. So people who say monosodium glutamate is da- is not dangerous because glutamate is natural. Yeah. Glutamate is natural when it's in its full form, when it's not glutamic acid or L-glutamic acid or D-glutamic acid. Mm. Don't be, you know... There's a difference between the two. Glutamate is a naturally forming neurotransmitter. Yes. The body can produce a lot of it itself. Um, so it's not necessary to have MSG. Bollocks alert. Bollocks alert. Bollocks alert. Bollocks alert. Yeah. Man, I tell you one thing. I was going to say there, uh, after, after obviously we really did a nice job there on the Halloween stuff. Uh, we're not finished. There's part two coming up. That's just a small wild card of what's coming up there, part two coming up. Also, if you, if you don't mind me saying, I'm just going to get this out and I'm going to be finished with it then. So about those clowns? Remember what I was talking about them last, last week? Goddamn clowns. That's still happening. Fellas dressing up as clowns on their own, hiding in graveyards and stuff like that. There was a guy in the graveyard in Cork, St. Finbar's graveyard. Just hanging around in a clown suit. In a clown suit in there. Man. Pictures put up on Red FM. That's crazy. Uh, it's not fucking funny I wonder what they'd be like on Halloween. Yeah, suppose there's a purge coming of clones. The clone purge, man, the world. The world's gone crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it doesn't mean anything, but look, all, all I know is if these clones are harming people or going at people or whatever, you should probably get an old paintball gun. Go back. <laughs> not Blast. that you are I'm not promoting, promoting it at all, thing. but... You're saying that maybe... If you're being attacked by a clone, <laughs> your best weapon is probably a paintball gun because he's going to run away when he gets hit once with it. Yeah, not alone. Not alone. Two hundred shots. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my that's my advice basically. If you want to, if you're scared about bumping into one, you probably want to be armed with something like that because if he's armed with a machete or a gun or, or sorry, a machete or a knife or something or a, a big stick like they seem to be. Uh, the scariest stories I came across with the clone, basically one of them, was that I was looking at guys who were making recordings, like, and one of them was a quad bike. This guy's on a quad bike. As a clone? No, no. This guy's with his kid, his buddy. Two mm. buddies on a quad bike. One guy's on the back recording. 
and from the start of the recording they're bombing through a jungle no it's like Indiana in America or something like that mm. but when they came through the jungle they stumbled across a clone fully dressed down on its hands and knees or like stooped down in a bush they drove past it and when it seen them because they had to slow down going past it it chased after them full full sprint with a knife in its hand <laughs> you'd wonder if some of those clones Oh, they probably made up a lot of these videos, but this one looked legit. Your man was screaming for his life because the clone actually nearly grabbed him off the, off the back of the quad bike. But uh, I know now some of these can, things can be made or whatever. But look. Still, it's, a, it's, it's a, an uncomfortable, um, it's uncomfortable occurrences. It's, they're it's, intimidating people, yeah. see? They're making people think with their fight and flight, which is not good. You're seeing a weapon, you're seeing a blade, whatever. People shouldn't have to go around in that. No, that's shocking. It's, it's not good. <coughs> I'm totally against it anyway. I know a lot of other people are probably annoyed with it. But on a lighter note. On a lighter just, note. Just in case you uh, don't have time to listen to part two just yet. We're just going to end um, by saying that. Obviously, it's good to kind of run about like other realms and, you know. I think it's good to say an old prayer if you're known into someone who's passed or whatever, do you know? Mm. And I think you're on about meditation before, something similar to praying. You know, you're praying, you're looking for a better outcome in something, or you're, uh, you're happy with what you have, you're happy with your job, and giving thanks for that, happy for food. You don't have to be super holy for that, you don't have to be Catholic. Sometimes it just feels right, you know? Being grateful is... Yeah, it's always good to be grateful and to appreciate what you have because we we generally at a lot of times find it difficult to look beyond what we don't have, mm. and it's good to focus on those what you little, do have. Yeah, those moments of enjoyment. You know, you may have to go to work for most of the day and do something that you're not really that interested in, but you also get to go home and you get to talk to your wife or definitely does no harm either to say an old activities. prayer, say an old prayer like to someone if they've passed or. Doesn't oh, mean yeah. doesn't mean you're saying hello hello Jesus or hello whatever and trying to get through to someone here. You're just a quick chat to someone who's passed maybe similar enough to what we're on about here with the Halloween beliefs. We kind of forget it because it's so commercialised, but that's the time of year to do it. I remember you telling me, and it goes back to um shaman beliefs, that the grandparents Yes that you um you're generally protected by your grandparents, so when grandparents pass to the other world Yes. They're the ones that you should be praying to. Yeah, it just popped yeah, into my head right, as you were saying, saying a cool prayer. Enough. So saying that prayer, asking for the protection and the guidance mm. and the support and the encouragement of those mm. figures that have passed on. Because I think what happens with the grandparents is they leave the grandchildren, but they love the grandchildren like they're their own children because they're their children's children. Mm -hmm. So when they leave... They're probably more worried about their grandchildren than they are about their children yeah. because they're smallies, you know. Yes. So that's where the guardian agent thing comes in and where they want to protect them and stuff because they have that. They have yeah. that. And look, you mightn't believe in this stuff. Maybe it's mumbo jumbo, whatever. But sometimes if you ask people, nine times out of ten people would almost agree with what I'm saying. Go, yeah, that kind of feels right. If you ask yeah. people what they think about that, how they feel about it, about grandparents being guardians and, you know, if there was to be any kind of thing you'd pray to, would it be an ancestor or would it be like an entity you don't even know? Of course, it's going to be yeah. an ancestor that see, seems right. You Indeed, know? that would be the traditional approach as well, pray to the ancestors oh, yeah. rather than pray to the god or the yes. gods. 
So the ancestors replaced the god. And if you were in the shit, you'd be like, help me out, you yeah. know? Being Put chased down by shit. some fucking animal that's trying to eat you or something, yeah. you know? Help me out. But uh, anyway, with that, that has been This Irish Life, part one of number 10, signing out. Shoes and Doug. Shoes and Doug. Coming on 10 hour on the dot. Boom. We'll do a bang on an hour because bang that's on how an we hour. roll. That's how we roll, dude. See you in a minute.